0: Thank you. year, the epic continues. This is
1: is no racial bigotry here
2: yeah yeah welcome to the broomview podcast hi everybody you're brad i am mm-hmm. you're andrew i am and this is the podcast critics are saying is for the refined palate hey there you go yes we Quit- taste good couldn't agree more going down hell yeah Let's just and, go with that. <laughs> and, and coming back up. Ooh-wee. Oh,
1: ah, nice, so speaking nice. of going down,
2: mm-hmm. what are you drinking? Oh, I am putting down a Juicifer IPA from, um, from Hammond, Louisiana's own Gnarly Barley. Ooh. Yes. Um uh, I think this is the first beer I've had from them. They are a microbrewery out here in Louisiana. And mm-hmm. um this is uh th- this is the hot item right now. Um really? it's it's sold out everywhere. Uh OT through her her beer connection at work was actually able to buy two 6-packs of this even though it's limit 1 once they restocked it. Um so but i i've heard good things about gnarly barley this is the first one i've had um lot of hype going into it um because it is uh kind of all over like um it's what it's what beer drinkers down here are looking for um so i don't know too much about gnarly barley before i get into the beer though i do like uh on the can it says brewer owned and operated so I am one hundred percent behind that. Um, cool. And then uh, it's a, so it's a six percent ABV. Um, the IBUs are not listed on it. Um, but first, the the aroma is super hoppy. Um, so I've I uh, right off the bat, I'm thinking I'm set up for success here. Yeah. Um, when you give it a taste though it's there's only a hint of that aroma it actually is pretty um kind of has that tropical citrusy flavor to it um okay. like pineapple which uh i love pineapple so i'm yeah. all on board with that um i gave it a 4 it's a solid beer i understand why people are looking for it and especially um with the sun beating down on us the way it does here, I could knock, knock back a couple of these trying to stay cool and hydrated. So Cool. Yeah, good yeah that sounds good. I I love a good
1: citrusy, hoppy-ish beer, I guess, without the yeah, smell.
2: Yeah, the aroma is great, um, right. but the the taste doesn't really match it. So that's, right. that's one thing. Like, I thought this was going to be for – to 5 territory, just based on aroma alone. Right. Um, But it it didn't really disappoint, though. So, there you go. How about yourself? Uh, I'm having a
1: Voodoo Ranger IPA (laughs) uh, from New Belgium Brewing. Uh, It's 7% 7 ABV and 50 IBU. Uh, This is your middle-of-the-road IPA. Um, I'm starting... I probably got another couple of weeks here of IPA, and then I'm gonna start switching up because I'm, I'm I need to I need to change up a little bit because yeah. my palate's starting to get a little wonky um, yeah. with all the IPAs I've been drinking. So I, I want to switch it up a little bit. Um, but this this is an okay. I've had it before, uh, but I my wife got this for me for my birthday or for my uh, Father's Day, and I've had it sitting around for a little while. Nice. In, the, in the fridge um it's good um it's just not great it's it there's a little bit of a metallic taste to it uh, at the end mm. um and it's it's high alcohol percentage uh without the high ibu so it's 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 lacking there a little bit for me mm. um it's middle of the road it's it's fine and if you find it, it you could do a lot worse um but there's a lot of there's a lot more you could do better with. I think it gave it a three, three seven five, 375 uh which is, you know, right there good but not great, I'd say. Um, fair enough, fair
3: enough.
1: Yeah. So it's uh it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. All right, all right.
2: Yeah, I I guess that's kind of a new like offshoot of uh New Belgium. Is there they have that Voodoo line now? Right. Um, so I think I I had the one you're drinking tonight. I think I had that one. Um, J.K. friend of the show. I think I believe gave me uh, one of those to to okay. to try. I liked it. Um, but Did yeah, you I review actually, it on the show? No, no. Okay. I, uh, I remember I, we were neighbors for a few weeks because I was um, dog sitting for my friends who who live right by him. So so I had that going for me. Uh, so, yeah. Kick back, watch a little uh, TV, play with some dogs, have some beer. You know, like yeah. a responsible. Do a beer. little recording. Yeah.
1: But well, speaking of JK, he just had he had just had a beer.
2: Yeah, I bet he did. That uh, Del
1: Marva Pure Pills Ooh. from Evolution. Um, which is close to me. A I think Evolution is really close to me. Somewhere close, mm-hmm. uh, Evolution Brewery, but it's a it was a Czech Pilsner, Pilsner Czech Czech mm-hmm. Pilsner, um, and then <laughs> Mr. Orange Peel had a Golden Champion. Ooh, from Badger
2: Ales, Mr. Badger would like that. Oh, and he had an Old Roger, <laughs> from Marston's. Oh man, I hope that's not one of those literal beers. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good uh so uh ooh, we had a
1: tennessee cider from jack daniels beverage something cider um and uh matt k had a jackalope ipl which is a Indian pale lager i don't think i've oh. had too many of those
2: yeah I, i've had one of those recently um the uh nola brewery right here i'm annoyed with myself because i've feel like i sound like a broken record but it's a block away what do you expect from me yeah um but they they did a collaboration with fairhope which is a brewery in alabama uh, mm-hmm. that makes some really good stuff uh, i haven't had a ton of their um i haven't had a ton of their beers but all the ones i've had have been exceptional yeah so um i was excited to see them collaborate and uh it was pretty good i don't I don't know if my palate's refined enough to, to distinguish. I just got like oh it was a hazy, hoppy beer. So.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um and like I said, I man, I don't know
1: what it is. I got my I'm just kinda bleh on beer right now. I haven't mm-hmm. I need to go get something fun or do something different because the IPAs are just I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes your palate just goes Yeah kinda yeah, I think
2: when when that's like, uh, if that's all you're drinking, it. it um, I don't know. I think I just know for me, because um, I don't think that I I have an an exceptional palate necessarily. I think that I've just over the years gotten good at articulating what I taste, right. more more so than actually like really being able to to distinguish. And break it down. Yeah. Um Wow. So, I, I feel like I know what you mean. Where it just it kind of like it blends together, maybe. Yeah. Or, or, like sometimes I'm having a beer and I'm like, eh, why am I even drinking a beer? It doesn't, yeah. it's not tasting that
1: great. Because I think you can you can kind of wreck yourself on yeah, you know, so too much of a good thing. I find out with movies too. I mean, remember there was a while back where I was like, I can't watch any more blockbuster movies. I, I gotta yeah. Yeah. Away. You know, and like it's good to get something a little bit different off the beaten mm-hmm. path. Mm-hmm. So I think I think too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Hey, hey. Sometimes,
2: yeah, depends.
1: Unless it's more podcast, yeah, with me and you.
2: Yeah, well, I don't think we've ever hit, we haven't hit that too much threshold yet. So we're...
1: speaking of too much, <laughs> uh, congratulations on two hundred. Thank you. It yeah, a, it was a That's... real
2: scramble. To get together a live studio audience, but a uh, great turnout. Had a yeah. lot of fun.
1: You guys flowing in your private jets each. Yeah. It was nice. Nice you guys can get together. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. A couple high fives, a couple yeah. laughs. Uh, yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. We, um, we, <laughs> we had nothing planned until about 10 minutes before the show. Yeah, I, I told Matt, I said, I have an idea. It's not great. Just go with it. And he said, I'm in. And then I told yeah. him what it is, and he was like, definitely. So yeah, I think it turned out well. We had a lot of fun. And uh, it definitely, uh, even though it wasn't the uh, expansive thing we did for, for our 100th or our 50th episode, right. um, I, I think it's, it's another one. It's a milestone well-celebrated yeah so. for sure but yeah thank you appreciate it yeah um it' its
1: pretty it's pretty cool we i think we talked a little bit about it last week, but yeah uh, it's a milestone for sure mm-hmm. um, no easy feat, like you said, putting out a consistent thing every week,
2: yeah you know that's yeah, and I, and I think we're to- we're really on top of it too, um but it just when it's almost it comes down to one of those things where it's like it's it is a hobby, and mm-hmm. it, at certain points something's got to give. Yeah. So I don't think we've we've not gone too long without doing an episode, but yeah, we've missed just, a week
1: here and there. Yeah, yeah. I'd say probably hand like probably five or six weeks total. Yeah. And in a year and a half isn't too bad. No, no. But anyway,s we're not here to talk about ourselves. Yeah. No. Let's talk about. Uh, Would you have anything else for the beer stuff?
2: Uh, No, Um, no. Um, I'm planning on uh, having some... Well, I guess, yes. I'm planning on having some some beers this weekend. Uh, Oh, yeah. My my buddy Brennan's coming into town, and he usually brings a uh, cornucopia of goodies. And uh, we're going to try some new breweries in the area as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, And, of course, as always, you can... uh, Check us out on Untapped at uh Brewing View Pod. So we'll uh if you're uh drinking beers, we'll we'll mention you on the show. You'll get your uh your shine and Absolutely. And we'll get all that sweet sponsorship money.
1: That's right. You'll get a little taste of it.
2: <laughs> yeah. A little taste. Um
1: but we did get some feedback a yeah. little bit uh from Mr. Orange Peel. And uh he's guess, he has been on the document the documentary uh uh the kick as well and he he uh gave us some insight on nobody speak and uh american anarchist Mm -hmm. Uh, but he also recommended a couple uh one uh one that i was i've heard about the 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 one uh the movie raiders yeah which is uh they kind of didn't they do like a shot for shot. Yeah. They of. like
2: started making a shot for shot remake when they were kids. Yeah. And then they and, set out to finish it. And I heard that and I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Cause I just can't not be a negative Nancy sometimes.
1: And then, uh, he also recommended, uh, saving Banksy, which mm-hmm. is, uh, all about, uh, street art. Um, if anyone's ever seen exit to the gift shop. Yeah. Um, this is not a, I don't think a sequel to it, but just more about him mm-hmm. because he, a lot of people were interested in him and Anvil, which is um, the story of Anvil, mm-hmm. which is a hard rock band and uh, searching for sugar man. So that was, there's two, two other documentaries there, two music docs, mm-hmm. which we dig. I know uh Search for sugar man was a really good one. I haven't seen Anvil yet though, but so, thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, and he also said The Circle was shite. <laughs> I think I got that in his in his uh, accent. And uh, The Incredible Jessica James, which I just saw mm. out on Netflix. I think yeah. it's a Netflix original.
2: I think so. And he sells huh. it really well. Um, yeah. He said it's got Chris O'Dowd in it. Yeah. What more do you need to know? And I tend to agree. I tend to. Agree. Yes.
1: So, he's a safe little blanket. Yeah. Safe, safe little uh, Irish blanket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: or is
1: he Scottish? Right. He's, I, he's Irish, right?
2: I think he's Irish. I um, don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess we could do our due Due diligence. <laughs> but yeah, if you wanna uh, contact us and let us know what you're uh watching. Uh you can send us an email at BreomviewPod at gmail dot com. Yeah
2: Irish actor and comedian. Nice. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is great. Um yeah, please interact with us. We're always happy to hear from you. Thank you, Neil, for reaching out to us in in this documentary phase that we're all going through you now. <laughs> <laughs> we're in this together, buddy. Yeah. You're not, you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. So, well, speaking of movies, you want to get into it? I would love to get into movies. Um, Okay. And uh, even if I didn't, I'm a consummate professional and (laughs) I'm willing to get into some movies. So you assigned me a movie from 2011, a documentary uh, called Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Yes. Uh, It's a documentary on 85 year old sushi master Jiro Ono, his renowned Tokyo restaurant, and his relationship with his son and eventual heir, Yoshikazu. Um, It's directed by David Gelb, uh, who has uh, done this (laughs) and uh, in what I could only call a wild departure from this uh the movie the lazarus effect um starring uh olivia wilde and mark duplass uh, yeah film. that
1: would yes quite would a departure quite from g
2: yes um but so that so that's who we're working with an auteur um mm-hmm. no i don't mean to belittle him um but it really is uh a story of uh Jiro, his, uh, it does really, he has two sons. Um, it does really focus on Yoshikazu, uh, because he is going to be taking over Jiro's little, uh, 10, it seats 10 people, his little restaurant. Um, when Jiro either retires or passes away, um, and Isn't that, it like on a subway platform or something? Yeah, it's in it's in this little like I think off of a train terminal. Um and you wouldn't know it cuz it's it's just this really um immaculately kept little shop. It, it looks beautiful. Um everything in this movie looks beautiful. The visuals are fan Excuse me, fantastic. Um and just a lot of great shots. Uh, I so I am not a fan of sushi. I try it probably once a year, cause I always feel like cause I I like I like, uh, I like uh, fish and seafood a lot. Um, but yeah, the raw stuff just not not for me. Um, but I'm always kind of I feel like it's something I should like. <laughs> I feel societal pressure, yes, to enjoy sushi. So I do, I do give it a try. And um, well, there, I mean, there's,
1: uh, I mean, there's look, this is sushi there's on another level. There's I'll common sushi, the common man sushi, and then there's yeah. hardcore sushi. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm guessing this is what this is.
2: Um, this you're not getting
1: the California rolls or anything like that.
2: No, you're not. No, you're not getting that. Um, but this, uh this is so interesting in in how meticulous Jiro is like this, the title of, uh, this movie could not be more apt. Um, Mm -hmm. because he just, everything he does comes back to sushi. He has this, um, it really is his, uh, his reason for getting up in the morning. Like he lives this job and, uh, you notice his attention to detail. Um, when he's seating people at his restaurant, he serves them a certain way, and he'll watch everybody. Um, and uh, if he notices things like you're left-handed, he'll mm-hmm. he'll plate your second course differently, um, huh. and and just like these these subtle things that um, really go into just kind of the mastery of. Uh, of, of running this restaurant, I guess. And, um, they, they talk a lot about the relationships that he's built because they, they go to the market every morning to mm-hmm. pick up fish. Um, and he even has, he has a rice guy who only sells Jiro, a certain type of rice. And, um, if other people ask for it, he's, he says no. Right. So like, and, uh, (laughs) he, he's cultivated these relationships. So it's really interesting to see, like he is, uh, a true master, but, um, it shows the intricacies of him cultivating these relationships and how important, uh, it is that he gets the best of everything. You, You know, um, there's, uh days where like, oh, the, the, there's not enough shrimp. So he won't serve shrimp because it's not going to be the best shrimp. It's, it's just, it's, it's not a good haul, stuff like that. And, and they tell him and they, and they say things like I would, I would never insult him by selling him anything less than the best. And, and, um, and he, and so Jiro is not, uh, your, uh, hell's kitchen. your he's a very, um, He's very direct with his feedback, um but he's not a man who's like flailing around and losing his temper he's He just is uh a very just mild mannered old man who loves making sushi it's kind of like um
1: Zen in the art of sushi
2: yeah he it it definitely is his it's his center um, yeah so the thing about this. Movie is um, uh, obviously any any good documentary needs. Uh, um, it I no a a lot of good documentaries have a central conflict. Right. This, this documentary has absolutely no conflict. Okay. Um, it is just it's kind of a biographical snapshot. Uh, it, but it, it's just, you know, there's no drama. There's nothing, nothing's heightened. Um, there's no, no one's yelling at each other. Um, it just, it's, it's very straightforward and, and presents everything, um, without any sensationalism. Right. And, um, I, sat down to watch this uh i try not to but um sometimes it's just time you know free time works out the way it does unfortunately sometimes so i sat down to watch the first half of this movie the other night and um i couldn't stop no good uh i don't think i've ever smiled so much watching a movie Hmm. um i think that this is just the sweetest most um heartwarming without being saccharine without making any sort of effort. Like I said, there's, there doesn't, it doesn't, it all feels incredibly authentic. No sort of sensationalism. Um, and this, this Jiro guy is amazing. Like he is like every time he speaks, he's, um, he just has these like, uh, little, um, Just these these little phrases that um, seem to just resonate and carry so much weight, and there's so much value in some of the stuff he says. Um, but he just rattles it off, and he's just kind of going through the motions. And he just he he's the type of guy that like if I told him about how I felt at my job, he would be baffled. He wouldn't like, understand. Okay. It. Like you wouldn't
1: understand why he, you would do such yeah.
2: Thing. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't understand. I've never had a bad day. I don't understand why you would do something that you don't like. Like, well, it's tough to argue with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's kind of, that's cool. I like,
1: I was hoping that it would be good. And I'm incredible.
2: And I don't know if it's just, it hit me in a sweet spot. I gave it a nine. Oh, Um, great. I, I'm, Trying not to jump the gun and give it a 10, but I think this is a, a near perfect, like it's a breeze to watch too. It's an hour and 20 minutes. It's all in Japanese. Um, okay, so there's a lot of subtitle. It's all in subtitle, but it all goes by, Um, it's it's very digestible. It all goes by, like in, in a flash, it was over. And um, I just, I loved it. From start to finish. And I, just, I had a smile on my face like the whole time. Like it was, this guy's just the best. So um,
1: <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you liked it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I, I meant to this week. I just, yeah,
2: I really, really recommend it. Um, I know I'm late to the party. The, like this was kind of talked about a little more, I think in like 2000, probably like 13. Cause I'm kind of remembering like where. I was living when other people were telling me about it. So probably when it first showed up on Netflix, um, the people were talking about it, but if you haven't seen it, it's uh, I give it, my highest recommendation i almost made it my uh streaming recommendation of the week but i felt like Uh i I felt like that was a little so i'll 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 tack that on at the end but i do have i do have a regular streaming recommendation too but no i I mean that's but that's what
1: we why we you know talk about these movies you know so we can recommend them or you know or not um so that's good i'm glad i'm glad you liked it i'm i'm gonna check it out Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to check it out this weekend so yeah
2: awesome very cool
1: uh so you signed me a movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie is called Suspiria. Yeah. And it is from nineteen seventy-seven by uh film Artor or Artor Artor or whatever. Dario Argento. And uh it is based on uh nineteen eighteen forty five essay called Suspiria de Profundis or size from the Depth. Mm-hmm. And it is a... Hold on as I scroll through. um, It's the story of a newcomer to a ballet company. Mm. And the weird stuff that happens around her. Um, So, I don't know that I've seen any other stuff that Dario Argento has done. Uh, I may have... once upon a time in the West. Actually, I did see that. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, you see some
2: some spaghetti westerns, um, right? And then a uh,
1: uh, a lot of other a lot of other horror things. movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways. Um, no one of as known of note uh mm-hmm. to that stars in this um this is I, I guess this is considered a cult classic and one of one of i think a lot of people look at this as a really good horror movie mm-hmm. i found it uh so I mean, you get you get a real loose story yeah around uh a lot of uh so, uh a lot of score and uh, stylized shots mm-hmm. in this, and it it has um it has that mid seventies feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at a lot of the Kubrick stuff that Kubrick was doing at this time, be it with Clockwork Orange
2: or yeah, I feel like it's very um, influenced by Kubrick for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I think there was a lot of guys out there who were doing this type of thing at that time um i i i can say that i i see wh- what the hype was about but i either i don't understand it or i choose not to get it i guess um it's just it's too much style and not enough mm-hmm. substance for me it, it felt a little bit kind of like um where we where we disagreed on uh, Neon Demon,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there was a lot of style in that. It had a lot of the same feel to it. A lot of
2: it had the same color palette, color palette. I actually, didn't even it had think a lot of the that. uh, that's a good the synth style. Yeah, I love the goblins uh, score. Yeah, uh,
1: which actually was pretty good. The, the, where, but then it would just all of a sudden cut out, and it would linger back up. And that was a over overriding theme in this is the mm. the score of it. Or I guess the soundtrack—I guess you would call it—I'd say more of a score for this, mm-hmm. you know. You know, um, and ah, listen, I—I I know people will like some people will like this. I know I think a lot more people that wouldn't, mm-hmm. at least in my, the people that who I would try to recommend movies to. Yeah, if you're if you want to get an idea what the filmmaking was like at this time where Mm -hmm. people were you know we talked about before you know in the late 60s people were getting out of the studios and getting out into the world and doing some different stuff you know they're getting away from the the cookie cutter Mm -hmm. um the you know the studio system uh you know filming on location this kind of thing and experimenting with film and this is definitely this is definitely a movie that that is an example of that. Yeah, for sure. And, um, it's just, for me, I gotta have a story and like, it it does have a a loose story and it's, and this, the style, maybe at the time it would have blown me away, but like there, you know, the, the kills and, you know, the people who die, it's, it's, it was maybe shock value then, but it was, it lost a lot. You know, over the years, for me, yeah, it
2: definitely is. It's it's of a time and and place for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just for uh, reference point, uh, can you believe that Jaws is two years older than this movie? Right,
1: and yes, that's that's a good point. Where you, I look at those two movies, and they're mm-hmm. like they don't even feel like they're in this the same.
2: Seems
1: so genre, or maybe even the same yeah I, I you know they just feel like two different entities yeah um how how would you explain it how would you break it down
2: um yeah i it, i it's a uh it's definitely a uh i don't want to say storytelling but it's a visual it's very much about the visual um it is held together uh it is kind of glued together by this loose plot um and there's a lot of things that happen that don't really seem to serve the plot but they look good or looked mm-hmm. good and um it it almost feels like a skills showcase yeah. um yeah almost I, like, I think maybe like that's there's... one of the reasons it probably doesn't age too well but uh, I like this movie and um I think the cliches when we were talking about cliches last week, I was kind of pouring through a lot of horror movies and, and I just, I felt the need to throw one your way. So, yeah. Um, Um, but yeah, the, the parallels that you make with, with neon demon, like the, the same kind of score, the same color palette, um, the same, uh, loose, loose with the story. Um, yeah, so that, that's a really good point, and and I I really like Neon Demon, so and, yeah, and, and I like Suspiria. Well, yeah, it, so. it
1: was just weird. It would go from very so stylized, and then just I don't I don't know if if it was intentional, but like when there was dialogue, it was almost. I think I said about this about Neon Demon. He's like almost daring you not to like like the story mm-hmm. because at any time there was dialogue, it was bland. The acting was very stiff and not you know it was it, like when when the shots were being t- taken to advance the story yeah just to get to the next like funhouse, right shot you know where there was like dramatic colors and you know uh it, it just um yeah for me doesn't work um yeah. but i can see how people could like it, it and obviously, there's people that do because it's uh, 7.5 with over 50,000 uh, views, mm-hmm. uh, or oh crap,
2: yeah, user-submitted scores, right? So, um,
1: yeah, I like I said, not a whole lot of people I'd recommend this to in my immediate like. I know Brooke started to watch it with me, and she quickly <laughs> left. So,
2: how could she?
1: Five minutes with Brooke, and that was about it.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Um, no. Bummer, man. I I didn't have high hopes for this one. I just thought, um, no. I and I'm chances. glad I watched it because,
1: yeah. I mean, obviously it's a part of,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, it, era. It is. Um, it is. Uh, not the the pinnacle of, but it is it is somewhat celebrated in the the horror community. So, um sure. But yeah, it just the you can see. I think is um, some of us as Americans can be self-loathing and like think that, um, oh, art, art and culture is a European thing. And um, I, I think the rest of the world uh, was and continues to be incredibly behind um, when it comes to film and cinema and movies. Yeah, Um, Of course we, you know, we have, Plenty of you know the SNL sketch adaptations, the Night at the Roxbury's, the Ladies' Man's, the Superstars. But, um, I, I think it's just because we are so oversaturated with the movies that we make in America. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Suspiria is made in 1977, the budget is probably in, incredibly low compared to but Jaws was released in 1975 and that right movie looks like it could have been made today. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I think there's just this misconception that, that your European culture is superior in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that being said, I, I do like this movie. Um, I, I did not watch it. Uh, but I did, um, pull up the soundtrack on YouTube because I do enjoy. Yeah. Enjoying and the it.
1: soundtrack was good. It was creepy, it was eerie, and uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was yeah, a lot of neon demon in it, and very a lot more style than substance mm-hmm. for me. In which it's you know that could be a good thing or a bad thing. So, anyways, yep. Yeah. Uh, what are what do you want to watch next week, or what do you want me to watch mm. next week?
2: All right. Uh, so I got a recent one for you. Okay. Uh, From oh, by the way, I think they're
1: remaking this. They are. Yes. Yes. Uh,
2: That's kind of what put it on my radar.
1: Okay. Uh, They're remaking it. Chloe Grace Moretz, of course, and Tilda Swinton and Dakota Johnson.
2: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tilda Swinton's everywhere right now. Is she getting ready to retire? I don't know, but I really like her. Stacking up that paper. No, I'm not, I'm really
0: not like her. Not hating on it, bruh.
2: But um Yeah, Jessica Harper is gonna be in it too. She played Susie Banion. Oh so, yeah. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Um uh, okay, so uh from 2016. I, I didn't hear I'm gonna I'm gonna join you on this one. Um because okay. I haven't seen it yet either. Um uh, I heard there's a great performance in this movie um, mm-hmm. from from a man you and I know and love. Um it is The Founder from 2016. Uh, uh, the story yes. of Ray Kroc. Yes.
1: Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh Mr. Michael Keaton.
2: Yes, yes, y'all.
1: Sweet. Yes. yes. Uh and That's on that. Yes, that's the story of what's
2: his name? Um Uh something Ray Kroc the Ray Kroc, uh, yes. McDonald's Maven. Yes, uh.
1: Maven. I've heard good things. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, and
1: that's from this year, right? Or is that uh, from last, no, last year. year? Yeah.
2: 2016. Correcto okay.
1: mundo. Um, you. How about me? Uh, this thing is streaming on Netflix as well. Or did you say, yeah, you said Netflix for... The founder, yes. right? Yes, it is. All right, uh, this is streaming on Netflix. It is called "Don't Think Twice," mm. and it's uh, Mike Birbiglia's yeah. newest uh, newest movie. Because I think, did he direct this as well? Yes, he directed and stars in it. yeah and it's written by him as well. Yes, so it's uh, comedy troupe.
2: The story of Matt Patton. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Microbiglia is one of my favorites, so I'm just going to go ahead and give this an early 10. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds no, I'm good. excited because I, I do love Mike Birbiglia, Um But this wasn't on my radar at all until uh, Mr. Matt Patton told me about it. Uh, yeah, it did get a big release. Mm. I know that. Yeah. Um, I'm more... More his uh, comedy specials. I, I I've caught all those for sure. Man, um, I mean, it's great stuff. But we'll talk more about that next week. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, nice. For the
1: listeners, if you want to li- watch something else, I got something for you. Uh, something I watched here recently. I think I talked a little bit up on the on the podcast, but not too much. Uh, it's streaming on Amazon right now. It's called "The Girl with All the Gifts." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a zombie flick. It's a little bit different take on it. Uh, check it out. There's a little, It's a little bit of a British uh, sense or a British feel to it. So it's, uh, uh yeah. And uh, what, Gemma? Emmer- uh, Arturton, Armington? Yeah, Ar-ton. yeah she's it. in it, which is always a good thing. Yeah. She's a lovely little lady. A lovely lady. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Yes, yeah, so check it out. Girl with all the gifts.
2: Nice, nice. Um, so that's from last year. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it back a little bit. Um, I sure. saw this was streaming on Netflix. With um, a couple of, a couple of gems like uh, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan and Martin Short. Uh, Joe Dante, director of Gremlins, uh, mm-hmm. made a little movie called Inner Space. Nice.
1: Yeah. I love this when I was a kid. Yeah, awesome. I
2: did too. So I don't know how it aged, but. Um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and recommend if you haven't seen it. At the very least it's a fun little movie. So Cool. That's on Netflix. Yeah. So come on. Can't Did go you wrong. hear anything weird about Netflix recently? Mm-hmm.
1: Netflix mm-hmm. is in debt. Like they're What? Ha- it, oh, it has according to Oh. It's it's like according to the L.A. Times, they're like 4. twenty eight billion. billion in,
2: well, they said they corrected in but liability. So, well, I, I I guess that just means they've spent twenty billion. I I guess
1: I guess I should have done a little bit of a uh, uh, a little bit of a uh, research yeah. on this, but I I heard it in passing. And I guess, like, all the stuff they're doing, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. That would be a bad, bad thing. A lot of people would be pissed if we lost Netflix. You know what would happen, though? I'm sure someone would just swoop in and buy that thing and revamp it. Yeah, where's
2: Carl Icahn when... Yeah. The big short. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. So, uh, more than 20 million new subscribers signed up for Netflix in the past year, lured to the subscription service by its robust slate of original programming, including zeitgeist hitting TV shows like Stranger Things, yes, and Mm -hmm. movies such as Okja, hard pass. Uh, Netflix crossed the 100 million member mark last quarter and aims to uh, stock half its library with exclusive series and films like David Ayer's upcoming Bright over the next few years to keep the momentum going. Uh, and it says it's burned through a lot of cash, though, to finance that push, and it's going to have to pay a lot more. Um, so, yeah, it looks like they were $4.8 billion in debt and prepared to spend or are going to be spending $15.7 billion uh, <sighs> in content deals. Wow. Um, so... Oh. Uh,
1: I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it,
2: it just it seems like um, I don't know. Uh, let me give you a hot take on it, which is always that's always the most informed ones. Yeah, uh, it seems like there uh, someone got a hold of this and um, is and now it's making the rounds. Because in all actuality, um, while twenty billion is a huge figure, uh, it, it, they're you know they're investing. That content, you know, how much do studios spend every year? That's that's money they're in debt, yeah. Um, until the box office comes in, so yeah. Um, but like Netflix, with that, it's a little like, different I, because you get ten dollars a person a month instead of every time someone enters the theater, it's twelve bucks. So. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but like it's not like they're getting money from advertisements or anything like that. What they have is what they have, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. They just um, so that's a scary thing too because the last thing I want is advertisements on fucking. Yeah, that would be the worst. Um, I mean,
1: I could deal with an advertisement at the beginning of each movie though. Like, yeah,
2: you can walk. Yeah, you can walk out and uh, grab a beer or something.
1: Yeah, I mean that or Amazon does it for their own stuff. Mm -hmm. You know. But, no, I just thought it was interesting. I saw it in passing, and I just thought, eh.
2: Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, it is. It is interesting. Um, it's interesting the way that their um, their uh, influx of cash works with with that figure. But I do also think that it's just – because they spend a ton of money getting – like, they have um, – You know, all the current Marvel movies and, uh, well, maybe not all the current, but like Civil War was on there pretty quickly. Dr. Strange is on there. Rogue One's on there right now. Rogue One's on there. Moana's on there. Like these are, these are, uh, Zootopia was on there like right away. These are, um, big releases from arguably the biggest studio, Disney. Um, so that, that comes at a price and, uh they probably have a better chance of making money off that than uh, you know amazon who doesn't have it making the 5.99 to stream it in hd for 24 hours or whatever. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, the
1: one way they could do it like i guess if is if they could start uh selling movies that aren't available kind of like amazon does.
3: You yeah. know what i mean?
1: Like uh being able to buy movies that way. Um it's where like Amazon if you can't watch it you can always buy it. Right. Or or
2: rent it. Mhm. So.
1: Interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it is interesting, but I I hopefully it's just uh, a <laughs> sorry, hit the mic there. Hopefully it's just a uh figure that um that the media has latched onto because it is it's, like it's big and round. Yes. And and you know, studios are making movies with hundreds of millions of dollar budgets. And that's technically a debt. So well, hundreds of it takes a lot of hundreds of millions to make two billion. Yeah. Uh time will tell. But yeah. I'll I'll read more into that because that's interesting. Hopefully it is uh nothing we as subscribers have to worry about. Hopefully it's no uh not a number they're going to pass on to us with the twelve ninety nine subscription that quickly becomes fourteen ninety nine
1: and yeah, know. I can see it happen though. But anyways, all right. Um, do you want to get into what we what were the main? Well, not even the main course. No.
2: Yeah, but, uh, we got a couple courses for you. Um, yeah. Before that, uh, I we mentioned earlier I'm on uh Oh yeah. I do yeah. uh Matt and Andrewverse society every week. Uh, that's on the sauce uh, Mr. Brad, you're on uh span the You bet. Uh we're last I guess the the most current
1: episode uh, you can listen to an interview with um interview with uh uh Samantha Oll, who is going to be on Naked and Afraid coming up here in a couple weeks. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, which was fun. Um, and then after that coming up, maybe in, yeah, next week it'll be, uh, my wife, my lovely wife and Schladz Come on and join mm-hmm.
2: us for a little bit. So, but Oh, Schladz. She betrayed oh, me she- with another Andy. Oh, she, trust me. She,
1: uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, she, did. Uh, uh, but she, uh, she was, she was, uh, happy, or she was uh, singing your praises
2: on that show. Nice, well yeah so. we, we love her long time Mavs listener so. We love you long time. Yeah <laughs> Um. awesome, yeah I listened to uh, the interview you guys did today and uh, I think you handled it with grace in class yeah. and I think <laughs> that Matt and I would have made an absolute mockery of the whole thing so good on you guys for not pulling that trigger <laughs> <laughs> Uh but you know if you're listening to Brewing View, you probably know where to find us but just in case you don't we uh every week we um, we post this episode to the uh which then makes its way over to iTunes where you can subscribe, rate and comment and uh that helps us get exposure so uh you yeah, we p- like to expose ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And you know that's what this uh this information era is about is is uh exposing yourselves, being negative over and unafraid. Over exposure. Yes.
1: <laughs> I have a funny little story. Today or yesterday, one of the days, um so I'm working at this house. I'm a carpenter, if anybody didn't know that, and uh working at this house and I try if like these houses sometimes are out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like out in the middle of field. I'll just, you know, go out by the uh dumpster and instead of going into the hot, steamy uh oh. uh, you know, Port john, I'll I'll relieve myself out, you know, outdoors and you know, where God intended me to pee. Mm -hmm. Well, I, sometimes I'm out of it. I'm just kind of, you know, working and not even thinking. So about 200 yards away, maybe 250 yards away, there's a a church. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they have, I guess during the week they have, uh, they do a lot of uh, daycare. So like right as I'm (laughs) about to like, just let it hang out and, I'd like catch myself and I'm thinking, man, this, I, this could easily end up in some kind of worth it, man. (laughs) I would have to be knocking on doors and telling people what kind of, uh, sex criminal I am. He's a pederast dude. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so
2: good catch by me. Yeah. Good catch. Uh, it's so, it, it sucks that that's, uh, it's a story for another podcast, but it sucks yes. that that's uh, where we're at in the world, where a, an honest man can make a si- simple mistake. And
1: <laughs> well, that was my story. I'm gonna yeah. stick to it. I have it now. It's on.
2: You didn't even make the mistake. You. uh yeah, You uh, corrected the course, but jeez. Yeah. yeah, we we gotta get get you on maps for some of your Porta Potty stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you could you can imagine yeah. <laughs>
1: just imagine you know
2: oh, we like to imagine all sorts yeah. of circumstances, so um, I'll just be your
1: go. I'll be your Port of John correspondent yeah,
2: <laughs> our boots on the ground, <laughs> I'll be your reported John No, didn't, nah, didn't work. Boots it, on sounded the ground, good in my head pants around the ankles,
1: yeah, all right, Yes. Yeah, so find us and like us and do all that good stuff, yeah,
2: yeah we want to hear from you, email us. Um at yeah. uh at at gmail.com. Be like Neil. Sure. Neil's good guy. So there you go. Yes sir. Yeah. Oh. So, so, so
1: inspired by I by what we watched or what you watched this you were like, I'm yeah. gonna do something with food.
2: Yeah, that's what I uh we were trying to figure out what to do. Um and I know that we had I don't think it was on this show. I think it was, we were still doing the Mavs movie episodes. Um, We uh, did the five dinner scenes. Um, So I didn't want to do that again. Um, But I really was uh, on the heels of Jiro Dreams of Sushi feeling like, uh, you know, food in cinema. Um, So I kind of threw it out there and and you ran with it. And I really liked the idea that you uh, came up with. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I was thinking, cause we usually do five, five movies mm-hmm. and I was thinking well, what I was, I, I was, I was kind of racking my brain trying to think of what like best food scene, you know, mm-hmm. most memorable dish or, and you know, sometimes it's kind of obscure. And I started to think, well, what if we broke down like a five course meal, like to explain at first I was like, you know, just how you like movies or how I, you know, your sensibilities, mm-hmm. um, and after, and I said, "Well, why don't we do a five-course meal of movies?" You know, with, and I, I, started to kind of look it up, and I was like, the, "Based on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. you get the hors d'oeuvres, and then you get the soups, yeah. then you get, uh, I guess, the fish is a third, or like,
2: yeah, I, I actually it's like, did. It's like similar and then,
1: research. And then there's the entrees <laughs> for the fourth course, and then the removes." or the or the uh what what layman would call dessert for uh, the fifth course. Uh, no. Gross, layman. Yes. Uh so I thought thought well, that's a good way to I I think we could do this for a bunch of different um a bunch of different uh like subtopics and stuff yeah, and based yeah. on what I watched this move this week, I did um and I didn't tell you about this until tonight, but I did a—I'm doing a five-course meal of '70s horror movies, which I'm
2: super excited about. I—I'm—I'm yeah. I'm glad that you found a way to work in in your assignment as well. Um, for one, that's cool, and two, as as we've discussed, I'm a genre guy. Yeah, I, used yeah. to be, and I'm—I'm you know, I'm not going to be
1: breaking l- any. Um, any
2: break molds or anything, but oh, uh, I'm I'm not breaking any new ground with mine. I just I'm happy with it though.
1: So yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a fun little thing. It's a way to, um, I think it's a way to to make your list, but you don't necessarily have to be like what's the best. What's but you can always get what the meatiest one is, or mm-hmm. you know what's you know, I, I we'll we'll talk about it, but I I, I like Absolutely. this. So um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna start uh, with do. my hors d'oeuvre. Uh, or
2: horsey doovies. <laughs> horse devours.
1: So, uh, let me... I'm um, t- toggling back and forth between my... Uh, my things. Uh, and a, mo- a movie that came up here, I think, either last week or the week before. I think the week before. Or no, it was last week, I think we talked about it. Yes, you talked about it in 1978. This is the movie. This is a good appetizer. You know the order, the, the appetizer. What what gets you? It gets a good step into what you're going to enjoy. Uh, from 1978, the um, excuse me, uh, the John Carpenter classic, Halloween. Yeah. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis, and uh, this is where, like, when you think of the modern day slasher movie. Mm-hmm. This is I think the set piece or where you get the Scream Queen and uh the final girl, you get the uh, the um just the uh machine like uh mask masked um killer. Mm-hmm. Um a good way to open up your palate for uh horror in the nineteen seventies. Um there's nothing uh it's 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 pretty tame by today's standards, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but still there's a lot of, a a lot of really good suspense in this movie. I mean, we've, I mean, you've talked to even more at length of it. I think Uh, there's
2: still some strong jump scares in that, despite it not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, like it's not, you're not getting the hostile, like torture porn type of thing. So, you know, but back then, you know, maybe suspense was, was, uh, was a, uh, uh, people, People, well, it's going to come up in my second one. People uh, took suspense and confused it with gore or yeah. um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, this is a good way to start out my uh, my meal of horror in the 70s. Absolutely.
2: All right. So um, my number one, um, I was thinking, you know, you usually start uh, with something – something light um but also it's usually uh it's usually on the healthier side, talking leafy greens, stuff like that um so I thought uh what would be a good opener um I did not have as as tight a theme as you, so um yeah, so, I kinda so there's not really going to be a through Sorry. line for mine no no i'm I'm super excited that you did that, but i' just I'm just warning everybody mine's not as well uh well woven um but uh you need something something to start you off uh and uh if you're if you're going healthy you know uh, a documentary is a good good way to go um and i went with 2006's this film is not yet rated no so it's a movie about movies um from uh written and directed by kirby dick um about how the MPAA is ruining our lives, basically. Yeah. Um but it's adjustable. It's uh it's got some some good information, but um it, it's uh it's easy to put down. So uh that's why I'm gonna start off course number one. This film is not yet rated.
1: No, I haven't seen this. Okay. I'm gonna um, look and see if it's streaming anywhere. Um and th- it's it's a it, from my understand it's like a really good look into the politics and the like the money
2: angles and stuff. For yeah, it's what's Hollywood. wrong with the MPAA. Okay, and um, how they kind of have this how it's it's a form of censorship. I don't think there's anything wrong with the um, I don't think there's anything wrong with suggested ratings. Saying, hey, this is a PG 13 movie. We don't think the average 10 year old should see it. Right. Um, but that's not going to stop you from, you can go and see it. Um, but getting things like an X rating will. Um, it's coming around now that um, streaming is so popular. Um, but that would tank your movie. Yeah. Even in 2006. And you think that, you you know, we're in a pretty. Open time. Oh, it, it theaters won't carry it, um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be graphic or or pornographic or anything like that. It could just be, um, it could be something as simple as a lot of f words and a um, scene with a woman's pubic hair exposed. Right, like ridiculous stuff. Like and and uh, so. The other thing is, is um, which I'm such a uh, a huge advocate for is they don't operate. The MPAA doesn't operate with any transparency, right? Um, and when you have these these shadowy collusions, that's when we get screwed. Um, but it's not it's not the type of thing that's going to get you fired up, which is why I think it's a good opener too. Is it's it's informational, um, but it's not gonna leave you heated. It's it's uh, it's easy to put down. Um, Little, little healthy, little information.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, the that is not streaming anywhere. Bummer. And neither is Halloween. Mm. So I'm going to try to keep that on as we go along here. Okay. So, um, so uh, for my next course, which would be for me the soups. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a place where you can, uh, you know, you've had your your appetizer, you've you've started the start everything rolling. And what this is going to do is going to tell you hey, not everything is like your appetizer. We can we're going to experiment a little bit here. And um as I pull it up uh in 1974 as we said with uh some where there was where you can when you can kind of confuse uh, suspense with gore mm-hmm. uh this movie is filled with that we're talking about the texas chainsaw massacre and uh this movie so you i had i watched this again for the first time for in quite a while here last in the last couple months i read the uh the book mm-hmm. um by uh what's his name
2: gunner hansen
1: yeah gunner hansen um and was able to get a little bit deeper into it and uh just the just the uh kind of the indie style we've talked about this already uh quite a bit but uh this is what this is your so if halloween is more of a not like a huge uh studio blockbuster Mm -hmm. but it was a lot more than what this is this is your indie film uh for your 70s uh Horror for me, and uh, you get this is this is a little bit of a more uh, psychedelic look at uh, at not quite as far as you know Sisperio went or Sus- Susperia went, um, but uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was uh, a-, a good way to experience all parts of the horror in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Where it's raw, it's dirty, it's gritty, it's visceral um and it plays on a lot of fears uh and and stereotypes and breaks some conventions of the old studio and it's one guy's one guy's vision that came to light through a lot of hard work yeah. and uh just pretty much uh an effort attitude <laughs> as far as I'm gonna get this thing done so and that's that's your soup for today
2: classic guerrilla filmmaking before it was in vogue mhm all right so i um so my next one i i was not thinking soup i was thinking um if if i'm uh if i'm serving a meal um of course one of the uh things that's going to be important with that is is the libations and of course i'm going to go with the brews um, oh, there you go. I'm not 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 opposed to wine, but I'm usually not one to voluntarily drink it over beer. Um uh, so I'm going with something uh taking us all the way back to think I think episode 1 um and I'm going with uh it's streaming on Netflix from 2013 the movie uh Drinking Buddies. Okay. Um one it, it whets your appetite for beer? Like Yeah. Like no other. Um, two, uh, like, like a good beer, it's, uh, a. it's approachable. Um, it's got a little bit of complexity to it. Um, but ultimately, uh, it's, uh, it's a manageable little movie. Um, especially for me, I, I know that this movie was not, um, Really well-received, but I, I find it to be pretty relatable, and it might just be the point I saw it in my life. It just reminds me of um, certain things that I was going through. Uh, but more more than that, you got Revolution Brewing featured heavily um, and not pretending to be some other bar. It is legitimately Revolution, which is so cool, and it makes you want a beer. And um, so... I, yeah, you know, that's what and I'm gonna be it, serving with my meal.
1: And if you're gonna if you're gonna go rom com mm-hmm. especially, especially with me, I'd rather have something like this. And this is yeah um, you know,
2: about, about as close as I want to get to that. Yeah, uh, it doesn't get saccharine. it it can be even aggravating at times because it's so like because it doesn't fall into these tropes and, and plays a little more true to life. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Yep. with drinking buddy.
1: Nice nice little movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice little movie. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is streaming on Amazon, by Hell the way. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, Drinking Buddies, Netflix. And I think that does it for my streaming movies, unfortunately.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to go to my... I'm going to call... It, well, whenever I was looking up on Wikipedia, I think they had a the list of the Titanic's... A five course meal, and mm. um, this this was considered the fish, or I'm going to call it more of a, a palate cleanser, or uh, something like something that's going to take you away from the soup. The soup was setting you up for a certain thing, but this is going to uh, get you ready for the main course. Uh, mm. And uh, so, in 1979, and again, a movie that we've we've uh, talked extensively about. But I think uh, a well done movie by uh, a guy who's done a lot of good things and hopefully continues to do them in this universe uh but the nineteen seventy nine movie alien yeah uh when you want space horror there's mm. you shouldn't look any further than this before you start uh if you want to go to a good restaurant, this is what they're serving for their uh for their their third course right before the main course yeah. Um, so uh, we've all we know who's in it. Ridley Scott directed. We got uh, Sigourney Weaver and Tom Skerritt and Jonathan Hurt, who he died recently. Yeah, he I don't know if we talked about that or not. Um, I liked him a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, so we, uh, you know, from you know the the chest burster. I mean, all these things. You know, and we've talked about it extensively too. That that Aliens is such a great action movie. And, you know, but this set the tone for the creepy factor, the, 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 you know, mm-hmm. you know, in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. You know, that, that's, you know, uh, very, when you, you, get, uh, this is what, two years after, two years after, uh, star Wars. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and we have, you get that, you know, hero's tale in star Wars with a gritty lived in universe. Well, this gives you a gritty lived in universe and gives you. Yeah just a frightening mess on a, on a place where you can't, there's nowhere to run. So, uh, yes, uh, for my, for this meal, you're going to get a little bit of alien for your seventies horror. Nice.
2: Excellent. All right. So, um, next up on, on my list, you, you got to get a little mix of, uh, I forget where I looked it up. It wasn't Wikipedia, but it was something similar. Um, you going with a mix of, of greens and, and maybe some lean proteins. Uh, uh, that sounds like a good, uh, good adventure movie to me. Um, so I went with one of my all-time favorites uh, from 1993 uh, by S- Mr. Steven Spielberg, uh, Jurassic Park. There you go. Yeah, you get a you get a little bit of everything. You get action, excitement, you get some some heartwarming moments. Um it's a it's a well balanced plate there. Um and uh it is delicious. Yes, you
1: can't <laughs> I tell you, yeah, if this is you're getting this before your entree, you're you're mm-hmm. having a hard time not filling up on this. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah for sure. Um uh, it was streaming on uh Netflix for a little bit, but it's, it appears to be gone again. Yeah. <laughs> they must have owed it's amblin 20 billion. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Uh tr- uh Alien is not streaming nope. anywhere. So there's that. Yeah. Um No, that's that's a good one because yeah. It's if you And I like the way you're doing your list here because you're getting a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And this is a good – this is – if you're serving – I like – yeah. You're serving up what your meal would be. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, for me, as you go deeper or as we get to the main course of this meal – and this is something you can fill up on. And this is the movie that I think uh, a lot of people got freaked out, and it even still to this day, you can get freaked out by uh, 1973, Mister Billy Freakin. Mm. He he gave us something to something to think about uh, when it comes to the whole, <laughs> uh, and I think this actually set off some scares like in, uh, in the Christian church, um, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, where there was a <laughs> lot of people, you know, worried about people being, uh, well, they, they needed to be exercised because in 1973, he came out with the, the exorcist and, uh, we get, this is my main course. This is something you can chew on. It's mm-hmm. got a lot of, uh, uh it, it for me it it hits all the right tones of uh you know the creepy um for some reason i dig like uh these kind of movies whether it's like um the omen or uh the exorcism of emily rose or like these movies that have are are set into some religious background I, for some reason i like it because i think it's it's a it's a good storytelling device um and uh and i don't think anybody's done it better since uh Probably this not. i mean this is free this is you know with whether it's a pea soup or the twisting head or the masturbation mm-hmm. with the crucifix it's uh it's it's creepy and and wrong and fun and just it it gives you chills Absolutely. with some of her the way she was able to uh reach down and get some of those uh I don't know if she did all, all the uh the voice acting. I'm sure she did do all, but, but Yeah, there's some Anyways. interesting stuff
2: in that oh. movie. <laughs> some, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. No, nah, but it's a great movie. Is it streaming anywhere? Did you say? No. It
1: is it is if you have like uh Cinemax or Showtime or one of those, Aww. you can watch it. But, I haven't you know, seen not it with all the, the streaming
2: services. Bama. Yep. All right. Um, so this next course, it's about sticking to your ribs. Um, this is the one that's going to fill you up. This is uh, it's it's not the end of the journey, but it's the um, maybe it's the focal point. Uh, it's, it's the thing you're going to talk about, you are like, like, oh, that was so great. And then you're going to zero in on this one specifically. Um, and it's one that sticks to your ribs. It is 2012's The Hunt. Oh, good. Yeah. Man. Uh. Meaty, heavy. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not the best dinner conversation, Mm. but, uh, it's, it is, uh something that sticks with you, it fills you up, it's got a lot of, it. it is a conversation piece, for sure, so, Yes. Um, unfortunately, this isn't streaming on Netflix anymore, either, that um, stinks, yeah, so, but if you haven't seen it, and you've been listening to this podcast for a while, um, you've heard us talk about it, it's an exceptionally good movie,
1: yeah, another movie that's, like, from the beginning of the podcast, yeah,
2: um, that's, that's come up yeah i think yeah it's, it's did we both it's give only... this a 10 i know i did what's that i gave it a 10 did you i think so too yeah i think so yeah so it's exceptionally good it's to this day it's something that i think about um on a semi-regular basis it sticks with you so
1: yeah for sure uh and like it um it's, it's not like light subject matter, but it's also, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's not hard. Like it, it it makes you frustrated with like humanity, but it also gives you a kind of hope for humanity because you see the good, good in at least one person, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, uh, yeah. Just a great flick. Mm-hmm. Great flick. All right. Well, since I've, we've had our entree with me and that's a heavy one. And you had, you filled yourself up. Oh yeah. This, this one isn't quite as heavy, but it, nonetheless, it'll leave you, the entree will leave you happy and full, but the, the thing you're going to be talking about will be what they call the removes or the dessert for me. And this thing, this is the one you'll remember as you're walking out because this finished off a great meal. Mm -hmm. And from 1975, Steven Spielberg got on the map with this one and Ooh. yeah jaws oh yeah and this one will leave you just just full enough it's not heavy as far as the 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 you know the creepiness and all that stuff but there are some great scares it makes you think about swimming in the ocean and <laughs> it'll uh it'll stay with you this is the one you're going to talk about when you get home with your significant other say, man, we need to go back to that restaurant again.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jaws is so good. It's actually been far too long since I've seen that. That and uh, Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah. I'd like to... Uh, well... Uh, well... Uh, you sent me a podcast. Yes. And w- what is it? Uh, uh, movie Fights. Movie. Yes. Yeah. And it had a uh, uh, fight between... Kevin Smith and Elijah Wood. Yep. Wood? Yes. Yes. And uh, one of the guys on the podcast. Yeah,
2: one of their, their in-house guys.
1: And someone made uh, an argument for the one movie he wished that would never be made again, or that could be blinked out of existence, and he, I think it was the Dave guy, right? Or Dan?
2: Dan, yeah. I think Jaws 2 was it? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: he he said that because it would have eliminated so many. Because it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just it would eliminate all other bad sequels.
2: Yeah, because Jaws is a good is like ar- argument. The original blockbuster, and and Jaws two is the original cash grab. By by default, I guess. Cash grab sequel, but uh. Yeah, yeah. It's not that it's a bad movie, but it's no Jaws. No. Uh all right. So I'm. Um, I'm moving on to, uh, to dessert here and I'm not, I don't have much of a sweet tooth. I'm more of a, more of a savory guy. So I want something, uh, maybe like the, uh, I don't know, something that, that's a little balance of the sweet and savory. I don't need something that's just straight up, you know, confectionery sugar. Um, so I went with a nice dessert you can really savor, uh, really enjoy uh, all the nuances, but it's still it's still pretty sweet. Uh, and that is uh, 1998's The Big Lebowski. Nice. Yeah, a nice little comedy to finish off your meal, um, but it's not... Uh, you know, it's not a, not a screwball comedy, not a teen comedy. There's there's some intricacies, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. A lot of outs. Yeah. So. So I I I think that's the the perfect movie for me to to round out my meal here.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and I know we've talked about all these movies, but like yeah. this movie, I like. Well, for me, I mean, Jaws is my number one. The Big Lebowski is on my top five. Absolutely, I just don't know. I don't know where it sets right now. I haven't really analyzed it to that to that effect. But yeah. it is so good. It's so rewatchable. Every time you watch it, there's a little bit more nuance you get from mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah,
2: it's so because you have the Coen Brothers, who are you know arguably at the top of their game in this period here. I would um, ab- I would agree with that. I think this is their best yeah effort yeah and it's between this and Fargo, which I think are back to back um I would pick Lebowski, but you know i wouldn't I wouldn't dismiss someone who said fargo um and it just uh it functions uh everything down to the title is a pull from um you know noir film and it functions as a detective movie, but it just doesn't it doesn't play itself as a parody and and the plot stands on its own it, it just it's it's a really interesting movie by made by two people who really understand movies yeah and so i think it's that, a
1: love of it's, it's a movie for that they they loved movies yeah and then they put their own twist on it mm-hmm. and they developed some great characters in it and it's that i think is the best part of it too is yeah. that even with all the intricacies and stuff the ins and outs um <laughs> the characters are so over the top yet relatable
2: yeah absolutely
1: i just uh i read a book here recently called the dawn patrol which reminded me a lot of this movie there was a lot of uh the characters were well done and uh um, kind of the same kind of thing as like a it felt like a sam spade book uh but there was it was uh, you know set in today's world and with surf surf guys so it was a little bumbling a little uh you know where the wave takes me kind of feel to it so yep i was yeah. just i've had the big lebowski on my mind here for a while nice yeah big
2: big fan of that movie of course so, there you go i think uh i think uh I think we're we're ten for ten on movies this this evening. I
1: I do believe. I don't think there's a bad one in the bunch. No,
2: no, you can't miss with any of these. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I like that. So yeah, I hope. Yeah, we'll have to.
1: I think we'll need to maybe we'll figure it out. Maybe we could do some more of these and, and uh, kind of narrow them down to maybe some. Or you know, if we do it again, we can narrow them down to.
2: Yeah, well, I love this too because I. Um, I I do it less and less now because of, you know, just that's kind of how the music I- industry is now. It's all about streaming and, and shuffling and radio on your phone. Um, but I used to meticulously put together playlists. Um, yeah. And, and this kind of reminds me of that is you got to, you know, you, you got to find a way that all these all these pieces are great individually, but you need to find a way to put them all together. They complement each other, and one bridges yes. to the next. So,
1: yeah, one leads to the next, and the next leads. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it, like a playlist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a real good way to put it, actually. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, damn, I don't have anything. Um, <laughs> market, dude.
3: And it